Oh, Craig, it's Dad's weekend. Hey, I'm. My dad is going too. He to is. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, uh, my 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 sister is going too, and uh, and my dad's wife is going to her first wow. Cougar football game. So oh. it's a good old fashioned oh. family Cougar football weekend. Yeah, and the place is going to be packed. It's yeah, because his dad's nice. Weekend. And, well, and it's a nice kickoff time. That helps too. Not. Pretty good weather. It shouldn't be any precipitation. So. I mean, you figure with a one thirty kickoff time, all of the dads are actually going to make it to the game. Yeah. Those late kickoffs for the dads, they might have had a, <laughs> Those a are few a too rough. many rounds at the coup. Yeah. Well, I mean, there are, you know, I mean, I'm 42. There are dads who have kids in college who are my age. And so, and then I think of the dads that are older than me and I'm like, you know, yo, you go and you try and, you know, do it for a weekend. And I don't know, man, you better know the limitations. And and I am Craig Powers and I, this is podcast first and everyone. And I am 34, which means I'm going to be 50 when B goes to WSU. Oh yeah. So I'm going to be an old man. I'll be, um, let's see, Joshua's 12. And, the, and this is Jeff, and he'll so be, be... 48. 48 when my oldest goes to Wazoo. Jeff Neusser will be 48. Yeah, how about that? Well, here's here's what's crazy. So, you know, obviously as, uh, as time goes on, you know, more and more parents are electing to have kids, you know, later. My dad, yep. I am the age that my dad was when I was like a sophomore. Yeah, a sophomore at Wazoo. Yeah, my dad. My dad. Uh, when I went my to my kids, twelve. Yeah, when I went to when I went to Wazoo, I think my dad was forty-one. Oh, I know it's so crazy. Like my 42, parents had maybe. me when they were yeah, like 42, twenty-one maybe. or whatever, twenty. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all uh, having the kids older now. A lot I of ki- a lot of people around my age. Wait until so. Wait babies. until uh, wait until B is old enough to participate in uh, rec sports. No. And you go, and you're like, and she's like, you know, six, and she's doing her first t-ball, and you're looking around, and there's like, you know, 25-year-old parents there, 24-year-old parents there, and you're like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> you know? And, and they look like at you like, like, are you 40. her grandfather? I've, I've gotten that look before. Especially when I go to my youngest, right? So Atticus is seven. <laughs> you know? We were, I was 35 when we had him, so... Anyway, yeah, Dad's weekend, Grandpa. Do you do you have any? Uh, I know your dad's a husky, but do you have any good Dad's weekend memories? Yeah, yeah. No, my dad. Uh, so yeah, so my dad's a husky fan, and uh, he did not attend the University of Washington, but he is a he is a hardcore, you know, Seattle born and raised, you know, husky fan. Well, not born and raised, Seattle raised. That's a better way to put it. Uh, husky fan, and he was always my dad was always a super good sport when he came to Pullman. Like he was, he would wear Coug gear. He would sit in the student section with me and cheer for the Cougars. Um, the only time he didn't was uh, when he sat with me in the student section for the Apple Cup, uh, which was I think the year he did that was '96. That was the overtime Chad Carpenter out of bounds by two inches game. Um, but even then he was a pretty, he's a pretty good sport. Even with me now, he's, he's very kind. Um, he could give me way more shit than he does. <laughs> uh, so I do appreciate that. And, and yeah, my, my favorite, my favorite dad's weekend memory. So in, uh, in 97, the Rose bowl year, uh, Southeast Louisiana state 
was the dad's weekend opponent. Oh, beautiful. And yeah, and uh, so my dad came over for dad's weekend. The only thing was I was the uh, editor of the Evergreen and one of the football beat writers. And so I spent the game uh, in the press box. And if I remember right, the weather wasn't really great either. And uh, and so anyway, and we absolutely, you know, completely pasted them. We I think we scored 77 and we could have scored 107 if we'd wanted to. Um, and so... I was up in the press box for the first three quarters and my dad, you know, just dutifully sat at the game by himself, <laughs> you know, <laughs> while we murdered, you know, Southeast Louisiana. Uh, at least I think that's, I think that's what they were at the time. They are uh, Louisiana Lafayette now, but um, anyway, so he sat out there by himself. I joined him for the fourth quarter. And, and so we got to sit together for a quarter and watch, uh, I don't know. I think by that time, Steve Birnbaum was in the game. So, <laughs> and then I, I distinctly remember that, uh, that Southeast Louisiana scored a touchdown and everybody, che- everybody who's left anyway, cheered, uh, cheered loudly. And, and it wasn't even like mockingly, like they were just like really happy for these guys who were just getting completely slaughtered. It was one of those like, yo, we've been there, we've been bad and USC has destroyed us. So, you know, yay, (laughs) you got a touchdown. That's awesome. You know, it was, it was, uh, it was, it probably sounded patronizing to the other team, but, um, it really wasn't all that patronizing. So anyway, so that's my dad's weekend story. How about you? Yeah. Um, the only one that my dad went to with me that they won was my freshman year in 2003. It was, uh, I remember him coming in on uh, Friday and, uh, it was, you know, a wild like thing. It was first, I think I'd been back like once home, maybe, I don't know. I don't know if I'd been back yet, but, uh, my, my, uh, my roommate Nick was, he, uh, was from Colton. So he was nice enough to go stay with his parents for the weekend and, uh, let my dad, you know, <laughs> Uh, stay in the dorm room and uh, which I don't know if you want to sleep in that bed but Nick was a pretty clean guy it's probably <laughs> fine um, but uh, he also stayed at his girl girlfriends quite a bit so <laughs> probably was barely used anyway um, but anyway so my dad uh, yeah it was pretty fun like he, we it was the Oregon State game uh, when there was I think like 15 combined turnovers uh-huh. And uh, Steven Jackson, uh, the Cougs held him down pretty well. But it was a just wild game. The Cougs came back from like 11 down in the second half and won. I remember uh, Kyle Bosler, they were up by eight. And so they were just running out the back of the end zone to take a safety at the end of the game to waste time. Bosler was running around holding the ball up. We were all terrified that he was going to drop it and Oregon right. State was going to recover it. <laughs> so I think the end of the score ended up being like 36-30 or something. I think that that would have been a bad beat. I think WSU was favored by seven in that game. Yeah. Um, so that was a bad beat. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, but that was a ton of fun. Um, yeah, we, my dad just had a blast. I remember we got – they had they were doing like pictures um, – and uh at the bookie and so we got our picture taken and this is when my parents were still together and my dad goes this is gonna make your mom cry i'm gonna give it to her for christmas and it was so funny (laughs) when she opens the picture on christmas she starts crying and me and my dad's bust out laughing and she's like why are you laughing like, <laughs> why are you laughing at me exactly what would happen when we got to take it yeah uh but yeah That's it was funny. it was a blast yeah um yeah, then my uh, and then he just came. My mom came to a lot of them too. Um, I remember they went uh, that USC Dad's weekend when it hailed and it was cold. Uh, uh-huh. I remember they they left at halftime, went back to my house and stuff. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, it was a lot of. Uh, Do not blame them. 
Yeah, dad's weekends, man. All right. Um, yeah. Well, and of course, as we all know, the real action on dad's weekend is at the bars. Yeah, and yeah. The fraternity That's, houses. Yeah. So. <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, they were a little different once I was old enough to drink, or yeah. old enough to go to the bar. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 a completely different sight to behold, right there. Yeah, uh, yeah, watching dads and uh, uh, college age uh, girls and uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, gets to be gets to be a, a, a both like fascinating to watch and also sort of repulsive all at the same time so yeah anyway anyway so dad's yeah. weekend this dad's stanford weekend, we're playing stanford this is our mm. stanford preview figured yeah. we'd reminisce on some dad's weekend since it is dad's weekend um good thing about dad's weekend always good crowd as you said jeff it'll be a full yeah. crowd um all the tickets are sold out i believe because uh, uh, when they sent out the email about all the events this weekend uh, all the other events said buy tickets here and there was not a link uh, for the football game to buy tickets. So I assume yeah. sold out. Yeah, you got to, I think the lowest StubHub price I saw was about 70 bucks. So pretty good, pretty good, pretty hot ticket. Um, but yeah, so Stanford uh, having, uh, in maybe not uh, Pac-12 wise, but overall an equally shitty season as we are. Um, yeah. Disappointing season. Uh, I think a lot of us with Stanford probably, well, uh I don't think any of us thought they were going to be this bad. Just like we didn't think a WSU could. We I think just because of the coaches of both teams, we didn't think either team could be this bad. Uh, we kind of you know it's hard hard believing that WSU can get to eight wins and and uh, or eight or nine wins and, and and hard to believe that Stanford couldn't get to nine or ten wins because because of David Shaw. But you know this is just uh, they've both kind of had some tough luck here. Stanford's had a hell of a schedule for sure. Um, probably the toughest schedule in the conference and yep. uh, at least non-conference. Um, WCU probably can say that for the conference schedule. I would say WCU's probably had the toughest conference yeah, schedule. when you figure in the road games that they've had to play for sure. So, yeah, both some bad luck, both teams. Um, big uh, big part of it is uh, um, uh, Stanford's had some really bad uh, quarterback injury luck. Um, Costello has played, missed a few games. Uh, their backup is pretty capable, but he's also missed a few games. So they had to go to Jack West, their third stringer, who was not good, um, against UCLA and they, um, but yeah, so, but I think the Costello, um, might play, uh, Shaw says he was questionable and then, uh, but he, um, uh, Davis, uh, Davis is his first name uh davis mills is the backup and he's actually played better than costello this year so i know it's dumb to say given how well costello has played against us like but i kind of wouldn't mind having an injured costello over a healthy davis mills because davis mills is averaged about two yards per pass more and davis mills is the guy that beat you dub so yeah and he's you know uh costello is not also throwing to uh you know seven feet tall centers in the end zone you know like uh he doesn't have those kinds of targets to throw to anymore and and he seems to have you know not maybe uh adjusted to not having those kinds of guys to throw to for the most part you know pass game obviously not as explosive as it was with uh 
or Sega Whiteside when he was thrown to him. So, yeah, it's, uh, I, you know, I don't know. Like, I don't know which I would prefer, to be honest. Um, you know, on the one hand, I'm, I'm like, I, I think I'd probably rather have the less experienced guy. But on the other hand, maybe, maybe the less experienced guy is actually more talented. And so, I don't know. Yeah, I think Davis Mills is a five-star recruit out of high school. Well, I can check that. Um, I'm looking it up. Davis Mills, 24-7, yep, pro-style quarterback. He was number one pro-style quarterback. Hmm. 15th wow. ranked 15th ranked uh, overall Damn. nationally. That's pretty good. 0.9918 rating. Yeah. And he hasn't and he hasn't beaten out KJ Castell. Safe um, to say we have never had a quarterback rated that high. Any yeah. recruit rated that high. Yeah. I don't think Gordon <laughs> touched the five star rating. Yeah. Maybe he should have. <laughs> um but uh but uh yeah, Davis Mills, obviously there's talent there. And yeah. um no doubt. Uh but um yeah, I don't know. I don't know who I want to start either. I don't. I don't want to lean. I'm, I know I'm leaning like Costello probably. I, I think like Costello probably will. Like I think Shaw's going to go with Costello if he's even. I mean, he'll be the guy if he's healthy. I, I don't yeah. think there's any. I don't think there's any. Uh, if he's in, even, I don't think there's close. any question if he's healthy. If he's close to healthy, I think he'll start. Yeah, um, yeah. I, Shaw's Shaw's not going to put some. You know, a guy that's won as many games for him as Costello has, and yeah. Um, and, which and is Costello a, didn't exactly light the place up two years ago either. So no. And, uh, and he did not light the place up against Colorado. One of the worst defenses in the entire country. Worst yeah. WSU's defense last how week. Biz- so how bizarre was that? That was very bizarre that I was not expecting. Um, yeah. So they, they struggled there. Um, I will say you're talking about explosiveness. There is one pretty terrifying player that they have. Um, and that is Simi Fajoko. Um, he, he's only caught 12 passes this year, but he's ever, he's got four touchdowns and he's averaging almost 30 yards a catch. Like he's, he has three different 90 yard games where he's only had three catches. Oh, don't <laughs> dude. Don't worry about it. Our defensive secondary is in great shape. Uh, yeah. Are, yeah. They're at full strength, right? They should be good. <laughs> I mean, more or less, right? Like, you know, it's not like we just had two guys kicked off the team or anything. Oh, yeah, that's right. We didn't just have a starting cornerback. Oh, shit. We did have two guys just kicked off the team. We Oh, yeah. Including a starting corner. Starting cornerback, Daniel Isom. God damn it. And uh, probably one of our more athletic secondary guys, Trey Davis, kicked off the team. Yeah. Um, So... you know, it was already a very deep position. <laughs> yeah. They they were performing so well that, you know, you figure you can absorb, you know, losing a guy. No, yeah. Yeah, that sucks. Um but what 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 else would happen this season? Oh yeah. I mean this is, you know, we're we're on that train of just like crazy dumb shit happening everywhere. Yep. So yeah, so. they're gone. Uh Davis very short-lived WSU career uh, took, you know, got eligible this year as a freshman, which we got excited about. Had some nice, you know, he looked pretty decent, like you know, as a freshman. Uh, but he's already gone. He transferred from USC, and he's already gone. 
Isom obviously just came in as a uh, junior college player and he's gone. Yeah. Um, yeah. Leach usually doesn't screw around with things and, um, and unless it's something uh, we have seen players reinstated before. Um, but uh, who knows? Um, but yeah, so, but they're obviously not going to be playing this weekend. Uh, so uh, George Hicks is going to get a ton of run a corner. Um, I think at the time he's he's been one one of our better corners usually, but he hasn't been the guy out there every single play. Yeah. So now he's going to have to do that because I don't yeah, know who it, else is going to play. It seems like that's probably the direction, right? Is that so? Where Hicks has been rotating in with some guys instead, you know. Now, okay, it's it's him and Strong, and they're just <laughs> they're just they're just going to roll with that. They're well, just WSU, that, you so. know, basically ended up with a similar situation because of uh, Sean Harper's injury last year, where right. they were rotating um, guys in. They were rotating Molten in, but then Molten just became a full time starter and almost played the entire game. Right. Um, um, him and strong last year. So, yep. um, so we're back at this, uh, position again, you know, um, I, I don't think Hicks is a huge drop off from Isom. Um, I don't even know if he's even a drop off at all, but just the fact that a guy has to be out there snap after snap after snap, doesn't get a breather. Uh, that, that, that definitely makes a difference. I don't know if you notice corners run a lot. <laughs> so, they do. Yeah. <laughs> they do run a lot. So, yeah, I don't, uh, you know, I don't know if, if there are other guys they will try to work in or if they'll just try to ride these guys. I imagine they'll try to ride them, but, yeah, well, you know, um, who knows. So uh, it, it seemed like they were um, some observations or uh, maybe they were um, going with um, Travion Brown, maybe in the nickel a little last week or. And then Pat Nunn was maybe getting a little more run, so I don't know if they'd move Armani Marsh back over to corner. Yeah, that's a that's definitely a possibility. Yeah, I think that's something they could do. Yeah, that would so, that would surprise know. me. But regardless, uh, yeah, uh, Stanford has some okay receivers. Uh, they've been not, nothing super special. Uh, the scariest guy is the Fajoko guy because. He can get loose, and it seems like WSU always gives up big plays. So um, uh, uh, we saw that against Cal, a team that doesn't ever have big plays. So, so yeah, um, yeah, and their Stanford is surprisingly not that great of a running game this year. Um, they, there's is it no, that surprising though? I mean, they yeah. haven't had they haven't had a good running game in years. Yeah, but there's no, there's no, I mean, they, they haven't, they don't have the break that, you know, sort of breakaway player. They, they, yeah. Love obviously didn't play that much last year. Right. But he was still there and he was still a threat and he even made a couple plays against WSU, but didn't make that one play he needed to. Um, fourth down. But, That's um, right. but, uh, yeah, he made a couple plays last year. He, he was obviously used sparingly. But this year they really, you know, uh, their best guys averaging, a little over, you know, I think under five yards of carry. All right, he's, he's carrying it the, the bulk of the load. It seems Austin Jones, the freshman, has been getting more carries in recent games, so we'll probably see him a little more. Um, but, yeah, Cameron Scarlett's the main guy. And, I don't know, he's just like it seems more like a bruiser, big guy. But, yeah, um, yeah, not, not the breakaway, which is good for us. Because, um, really, um, the defense has been decent. 
when you get closer to the end zone. Um, and Stanford has been really bad when you get closer yeah. to the end zone. Well, I mean, that's, I mean, there's a pretty obvious explanation there, right? You can no longer torch them for 60 yards once you get yeah. 20 yards from the end zone. <laughs> you know, you don't have to worry about anybody going over the yeah. top of you anymore. It's not, you know. If you miss a tackle, to... there's another guy right there. Yeah, there's another guy actually pretty close by. Yeah. So, so it's not the end of the world. It, it, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I kid, but it's also sort of serious. And I mean, that's, again, you know, we've referred, you know, we've referred to the speed D philosophy plenty and so much of that was make the other team work their way down the field you know don't give up explosives and if they have to make 10 11 12 13 plays you know after a while chances are pretty good that they're gonna uh screw up at some point you know well and i will say i've been watching i've been watching these numbers all year and and uh i think they've been improving obviously they they were i mean there wasn't a lot of scoring opportunities in the first two games um, cause those teams just didn't move the ball that much, but, um, I think they've been, you know, kind of, they've been holding steady or improving as they've been playing better offensive teams or of course they didn't last week, but not last, week. um, but, uh, but I, yeah, so it, it, there is something to that and, and Stanford has been God awful. They're only 38% of their drives. They score a touchdown when they get inside the 40. That's yeah, not that's good. Wild. Um, obviously you and I know that David Shaw is pretty conservative, so yep. I feel like that plays a factor. Um, he does not go for it even on like fourth and twos. Um, of course he'll probably, maybe he seems desperate to beat WSU, so maybe he'll finally start doing that. I don't know. I doubt um, it. <laughs> He's, that's a guy who's really committed to his philosophy. You know, he is. He is all in on the, uh, you know, play conservative and trust my kicker and, you know, we're going to trust the defense. And I mean, he's, he's very much, you know, coaching the team he wishes he had and, and not the team that he does have for the last few years. Um, well, sometimes know, when they, sometimes when you have Russell Wilson as your quarterback, that works out fine. But. Yeah, it works out great because he saves you repeatedly. Um, but he doesn't have that. Um, no. it's, you mentioned the kicker, um, obviously Stanford for years, it seems like for a decade has had jet toner as the kicker because <laughs> yes. the unforgettable name and yes. he's been super good and, but, uh, he's hurt out for the season. Oh. oh, I did not know this. Yeah. And so, uh, um, they're actually, their punter is doing the field goal kicking. Um, oh. he's four of five so far, but he hasn't kicked anything over 40 and he missed a 32 yarder against Colorado. Okay. So I'm not sure that Shaw would be pushing out to the 45, 50 yard field goals like he would with Jet Toner. And so if you can force them into like a fourth and four from the 37, they might punt the ball mm. or, you know, from the 32, even. I don't know mm-hmm. what, yeah, see yeah. that, well, that, that one thing that kind of scares so like me. It's like 32 like, yard line and. But do you think he would punt from there? Would he Would he actually be like, no, nah, I'm going to go for it on fourth and four? Or would he be like, no, we need to punt to get that 12 yards of field maybe, position? Maybe, he'll, maybe he has a pooch kick in there that he oh, would yeah, use. He definitely, Costello's definitely. He seems like a pooch kick kind of guy. Him and Peterson. You know. Oh, Peterson loves it. Oh, there's a giant spider walking at, my, walking at my wall right now. Ooh. Nice. I'll let him, I'll let him play around for a while. Yeah. I don't know. Like with their offense, the biggest thing that that is sort of amazing about the about what's happened, like just sort of their program in general, the way that it seemed like they were entering perennial contender category, right? Like it seemed like that's where they were. That was where they were going to live, you know. And you and you go, well, look, you know, Stanford can recruit all these guys who 
you know, fit in a very specific box and, you know, you offer them the Stanford education and they're going to be able to do this and that. And then, you, you know, like the last few years, it's just, it, it's sort of been this, this steady decline and they haven't fallen all the way off really. And, and you know, we, we can say that they've fallen off this year, but there's still, you know, a few games to go. So, you know, it's, it's possible that, you know, in the end, they still end up with their eight wins or nine wins. And, you know, we just oh, go, they well, can't that's get just, to nine. well, they could with a bowl game. No, they but couldn't. Don't they have five wins right now? Or am they I wrong? Four. They, they have four and four. five. Okay. All right. My bad. Um, but anyway, you know, it's possible to get to eight wins and we just go, okay, you know, there's another eight wins, even in a down year. Right. Um, it's unlikely. I mean, they're going to play Notre Dame and they will be a decided underdog in that game. And, you know, they're obviously an underdog this weekend, but, um, you know, it's, I, I think the two things that you notice is, and we're going to talk about their defense in a minute, so I won't talk too much about that, but you know, their defense just isn't scary. hasn't been scary for years. And then they don't run the ball like they used to. And, you know, it's almost like the, uh, <clears throat> you know, the game has sort of changed around them and they just, they haven't really adjusted. Um, Cause you know, I mean the last couple of years about the only thing that made their run game that they leaned on so much uh, made it so explosive was really Bryce love when he was healthy. Right. Um, and when he was hurt, you know, it, you know, whoever they brought in wasn't, you know, nearly as explosive. And that's, that's the big thing, right? It wasn't that their running game was, you know, like, like so effective in some kind of, you know, average four yards a gain kind of way. It, it was effective because it was explosive, right? So, I mean, you look at the series of running backs that they had. I mean, let's know, be honest, no run game is effective if average is just four yards a gain. Sure, but you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, what I'm saying is that, that, their running backs were home run threats. Yes, and, absolutely. And that was, and that Love, was Love McCaffrey, Garrett. Yes, right. Yeah. That was the secret sauce. It wasn't that they had, you know, guys who were, you know, good running backs who, you know, gained okay five and a half yards a carry or something like that. You know what I mean? But they had guys who, whenever they touched the ball, you were worried that they were going to bust one for 50, 60, 70 yards. And, and the run game was like that, right? You know, she so had these, you know, crazy, strong, awesome linemen who were blowing open holes and, and they just haven't had that for a few years, which is wild because they keep recruiting the same caliber of linemen. It's not like the recruiting has dropped off. They're just not doing what they used to do. And so somebody smarter than me with, you know, better scheme knowledge could probably speak to why, but um, you know, I, I do wonder if, you know, WSU, for example, was on to something against them with, you know, our smaller, faster front that just absolutely annihilated them, you know, the last couple of years um, and kept them from running the ball. So, right. yeah, I don't know. It's, it's definitely been sort of fascinating to watch that program sort of slide a little bit as, as the defense has dropped off. And then as that run game has, you know, not been um, nearly as explosive. So, well, yeah, and they, they definitely don't rely on the run like they're passing no. the ball 56 percent of the time yeah like total you know versus i don't know what their high water mark for run percentage was but it had to be at least 50 50 right back in the day so yeah there's there you know it was it's more of like what we saw from stanford against wcu last year when they were yeah. sw slinging the ball around yep they just don't have the wide receiver talent that they had last year um but yeah mm. summarization i'm I'm hoping that um, you know the Cougs can uh, bend or bend not break. I I'm I'm resigned to the fact that Fajoko is going to score like an 80 yard touchdown, but just hopefully it's only point. one. 
um just 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 one please yeah and then uh the rest of the time just uh force shaw into some awkward decisions in the 25 to 35 and and hopefully it turns out for the best yeah um yeah so uh, yeah i i don't know uh, i i i wc's defense is so bad you just never know man <laughs> yeah they'll probably i mean we can we can safely assume stanford will be in the 30s right yeah, yeah. i mean we can just assume that I mean, upper 20s at least, yeah. It I depends mean, on how they manage the clock. Yeah, that's like, true. Um, and how many on... short fields we give them. Yeah. Which I guess we'll talk about. Yeah. <laughs> which which Cal got plenty of those. Cal got plenty of those. So, I don't know. Should we take a break? Yeah, let's take a break. And then we'll talk All some right. offense. We're back. Let's talk so, offense. So yeah, before we get into this, I, did you did you see uh, the SP plus uh, uh, estimation for this game, the projection? Um, I have not actually seen it. I just saw what you wrote about it. Yeah, it was, 40, <laughs> it was 42, nineteen points. Forty two twenty three kooks. That's insane. Yeah. I'm sorry. I have no idea what that's what that system is thinking. But this, I also this crazy think it's is, amazing that 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 the system actually likes us now. I know. Well, the crazy thing bad. is, it likes us. We it we mass. I think it had us twelve point favorites against Cal, but it had us twelve point underdogs against Oregon, and it yeah. only had it had us like fifteen point favorites against Colorado. So, if you look at the last three games, it's twice they've totally blown it away, right? And so it's like maybe there's another one of those coming because they're not playing freaking. Justin Wilcox, I don't know, and they're um, at home, and that and they're helps. at home, and a lot, For you sure. know, it's it's a it's been a god like they played one home game in the last two months. Thank you, Pac-12. Right. Um, obviously, the bye weeks have been fine, but like it's like I feel like I've barely I have season tickets, and I've barely been in Martin Stadium recently. <laughs> like, yeah. Yep, and um, you've gone to all of them. It's not I, like I've gone to every any. game. <laughs> it's not like you skipped any of them. Took a vacation. To, yeah. like, I mean, yeah. I was grateful for that, but yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, but so Stanford's defense, um, as you said um, uh, earlier, it's not you know it's it's not great. You know, it's not it's not as daunting as it has been in historically you know recent history. Um, just not the uh, the force that it used to be with like you know devastating linebackers and you know, NFL caliber, uh, defensive backs and big fat <laughs> offensive defensive linemen. It's just not, it's just not that anymore. Like it's their average at best, honestly. And, yep. and, and so that, you know, obviously you combine their offense has been struggling in the red zone and, and then you have a defense that, uh, is only average. And then you, you have this four and five team. Um, I mean, I, I think there's, uh, so a stat I put in my preview, um, they, uh, WSU is third nationally in passing success rate. So that means they are ahead of the chains constantly. <laughs> like they, one of the best teams in the country when they're throwing the ball, being on track for a first down. Um, Stanford is 120th in passing success rate allowed. So if you're looking for That's WSU's bad. advantage, it's right there. Yeah. It's just 8 to 12-yard 
chunks of yardage down the field. Yep. And this is this is this is Brandon Arcanado and Aesop Winston big catch game. I think I think that again like I um card the Stanford's pretty good at explosive passing and we have been less good way less like we did it a lot in the non conference haven't got a lot of explosive nearly as many explosive passing plays in the conference season but yep. we've still been very good at staying ahead of the chains so. Like you saw against Cal, even when we moved the ball, it was long drives. Like it was taking up a lot of time. So I'm thinking that's it's going to look a lot like that. Um, a lot of Brandon Arcanado, a lot of Aesop Winston on third down, um, stuff like that. Um, hopefully, you know, Patman or Tay or uh, Renard or or, uh, or uh, Travell can break a big one. But um, I'm thinking it's going to be some crawl. But I also think that they can move the ball pretty well against these guys, which is they can against most teams except for two this year. But um, yeah, so I'm I'm feeling pretty good about that. Yeah. It's, you know, I think the biggest difference uh, that it it seems like over the last few years um, that, that they've struggled with defensively is that they, they didn't have those big meatheads up front that would just sort of destroy you. You know, right. they, I mean, I, you know, I mean, we think back to games we had against Stanford before we had this win streak and it seemed like our quarterbacks were just always getting just pummeled. Yeah. Um, you know, that game in Seattle, right. You know, the popcorn guy game, that's, that's kind of the one that sticks out the most. Right. Cause, um, you know, Jeff tool gets knocked or was it Connor Halliday gets knocked out of the game. Right. And then, uh, Austin Apodaca gets murdered and you're just, you know, anyway, it was, um, you know, just just quarterbacks under constant pressure from these these you know linemen and linebackers. They were running a you know I, I assume a three four. Back in the day, I don't know if they still run that or not, but um, you know they always had these these outside linebackers. You know these guys who were you know six four six three you know two hundred and forty two hundred and fifty I mean, pounds. Given that a linebacker leads them in sacks, I assume they still run a three four. That would make so, sense. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, but it seems like this year that they're still they're still doing that, but they just don't have the talent on the back end uh, that they they used to have. Um, you know, so they're back to you know having some guys who can get pressure, but um, you know maybe they don't they don't cover as tight. I mean, you mentioned that you know they don't give up a ton of explosives, but they give up lots of success, which is sort of indicative of a team that knows. Uh, maybe they're not as talented in the back end. You know, they're going to play off a little bit, concede right. some things in front of them to make sure they don't get beat over the top. So, so, um, and also some good news. Um, yeah. Their best cornerback is not playing, Paulson yep. Adebo. Yep. However you say that, Adebo, Adebo. Close enough. Um, for the purposes and, of our podcast. Yeah. And then uh, their uh, starting free safety might also be out, Malik Antoine. So um, they, they might be as... Uh, as uh, thin in the back end as WSU is. Um, and uh, that's always a good sign for WSU, obviously, because yep. we're going to throw the ball a ton. Yep. Yeah, I think we should have plenty of success throwing the ball. Uh, I, I, You know, the, the big thing is, as, as has been all year, is, you know, can we stay away from killer mistakes, right? Can we stay away right. from, you know, penalties in the red zone? Can we stay away from, you know, dropping the ball on a, you know, <laughs> like after we've caught it, can we not fumble it? Um, 
you know, all those things. I mean, really the only, truly the only thing that has slowed us down this year, other than the Utah game, really the only thing that has slowed us down is ourselves. Right. Um, and, and that includes last weekend, you know, that includes yeah. last weekend. I mean, that's, you know, it wasn't like, you know, it was that we were skating up and down the field and turning it over last weekend, but we were certainly, you know, moving the ball. There were outside yeah. of the first couple drives, you know, we started to move it and, yeah, Anthony um, Gordon threw then, for over 400 yards. Yeah. So. I mean, he ended up throwing over four, over 400 yards and, you know, so it, it, it's not like we were completely impotent. We just, you know, stalled out in the red zone, had turnovers, you know, and, and that's going to be the stuff that we, that we really can't do, uh, can't do this weekend. So definitely and, and I think there's avoid, a good chance for that. Definitely got to avoid throwing it at the, at the, uh, the, uh, back, back judge. Yeah. Yeah. Don't throw it at the umpire. The umpire. Yeah. Yeah. Don't don't throw it, you know, in that area because you know goodness knows you can't expect that guy to get out of the way. So we we got to get every call this week, right? I, th- I would think so. After last weekend, they should just like every call. They should be just like making stuff up. I saw John Wilner mention that. Like, in his, they still he, owe us for the Christian McCaffrey fumble back in twenty whatever it was twenty fifteen. Anyway, this is definitely a streak that I'd very much like us to keep continue going. Yeah. Especially when, you know, you got David Shaw basically crying last year after the game because it's bumming him out so much that he can't figure out how to beat Wazoo. Lowly like, Wazoo. Yeah, like it feels it feels absolutely great to watch Stanford, you know, flail away at trying to figure out how to beat us. So, yeah, I'd like to keep this one going too for, for you know, many reasons. But that one is a – that one's not primary, but it's definitely like, you know – it's in the list for sure of reasons why I'd like to win this game. So um, for when Borgie does his, you know, 10 runs, um, there's they're 117th in rushing success rate and 120th in yards per rush allowed. Uh, but they do get some, they do make some big plays. They're um, good and uh, pretty decent in stuff rate. So they, they get, they, they'll stop guys behind the line a few times. Um, and then they're pretty good in short yardage runs. So that's yeah. something to look out for. The key is um, to be selective there. Yep. Yeah. Be selective, which Gordon typically is, but he hasn't always been the best at selecting the best times to run. So, uh, hopefully he yep. can, he can hit those right ones and they can continue moving the ball. I say just keep throwing the damn ball. <laughs> that's, that's, I'm, I'm down with that. I mean, they're going to have, they're probably going to have two starters out in the secondary, um, throw the ball <laughs> get Borgia's touches in the passing game yeah um yeah uh the weather's gonna be good like it's it's gonna be a nice day about as good as you can expect in in the middle of november so just sling that ball around and yeah. uh let's have gordo throw for 500 and four touchdowns sounds pretty good i'm down with that i'm down with that all right man prediction um, time yeah yeah always fun always our favorite part <laughs> we've been so good at it oh my god we are the worst <laughs> we're so it's so funny too because we're both like totally optimistic and you know we haven't been beaten down yet right um which is amazing wait but wait till we get to the apple cup predictions i think we'll be appropriately pessimistic about that one yeah so anyway um you go first as always all right, uh, I'm gonna go 42-38 Cougs. All right, I, I I figure zero chance we cover. Um, 
And what is it? It's about ten and a half right now. Is it still about ten? And a half? Yeah, I haven't looked. Um, here, I'll look really quick. But uh, it opened it. It opened at twelve. It quickly dropped, which was sort of hilarious because I was like, "Well, yeah, I can't believe that was it." Like, if I had been in Vegas, I'd be like, "Yo, I'll take Stanford plus twelve and put my mortgage on it." Right. Um, so it looks like Stanford. Uh, looks like it's actually crept back up a little bit. Uh, some places it's 11, some places it's 11 and a half, some places it's 10 and a half. So it looks like about 11 is about the, uh, about the median. So, so yeah, 11 points. Like I just, I just can't fathom, can't fathom winning by, uh, you know, a touchdown and a half. So, wow. uh, so I'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and say, uh, Coog's like by four, uh, in a high scoring game, uh, might take, uh, you know, little last minute magic and I think that's something that's uh, that's possible, you know, playing at home again. So, well, I think David Shaw is going to deliver some field goals for us, mm. and that will um, on some fourth and threes um, when he definitely should go for it. Um, so um, I'm going to say that the Cougs that will help the Cougs actually maybe nearly cover. So I'm going to go th- and th- maybe cover uh, 38. To twenty-seven Cougs. Mm. So you got two field goals. Yeah, two field goals in there. Three touchdowns. Okay. Those those two field goals will end up biting him in the ass late. So yeah, I feel it. Sounds good. Sounds good. Let's let's win a fucking football game. God, that'd be nice. That's the worst part about these one thirty kickoffs. Is like if it doesn't go well, like my day is just fucked. Yeah, like, pretty much. I'm just like, well, well and you'll I'll be, be in there, Pullman. So I get a, I get a be in Pullman. So. Yeah, so I mean, you know, if they lose and you're there, yeah, you're gonna be pissed, but you also get to hang out and drink beer after the game. I'll yep. just be, I get to go back to grading essays, if you know, after that. So I'd much rather be grading essays when, uh, when I'm happy, than uh, than after a loss. So that's 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 kind of my take on it. My take is. I need to stop doing these previews because they always get me very positive. Because <laughs> the stats always you always so find good. all the reasons why we should be successful, and then well, and Stanford just isn't very good. Yeah, Cal wasn't very good either. Cal wasn't very good either. Hey, but Colorado wasn't very good. And look how that that's true. Out. Colorado wasn't very good, and we destroyed them. So yeah, and they just beat Stanford. So fingers yeah. crossed. Transitive property. All right, man. we should we... we should beat Stanford by at least like eight touchdowns. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. And then we did. No. Um, all right, man. Okay, dude. Go Cougs. Have fun in Pullman. I will. Go, Go Cougs. Cougs.